Hello and welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I am your host, Uncle Steve, and joining me, I have your two favorite people. The trio is back together. We have first the translator, the his- official podcast historian, and the what's the other administrator, word? the administrator. And lead guitarist of the podcast, we have Kirsty in Perth. How are you, Kirsty? I'm very well. Good to be here. Yeah. And, yeah. Next up, I have, all the way over in uh, a certain area that I'll tell you in a second, I have the Hawk Lord, the Flip Flop, the Thong, the... Horseshite guru. Ow. Sorry. <laughs> Matthew. In the kingdom, baby. In the kingdom, baby. All the neighbors know my name now, too, by the way. You were so loud. <laughs> Sorry about your ears there, Kirsty. Hey, no worries. It came out, um, it started coming out in a higher register, so I went with it. <laughs> How are we? birthday today, by the way. It's what? The king's birthday, it's not the king's birthday, but it's a public holiday here in Perth for the king's birthday. Charles? Yeah. So, so, that, so that just became a, birth, not, a holiday this birthday. year? It's the same day we used to have the queen's birthday on. Oh, okay. And yeah. this means that I've got children and dogs in the house and I'm a pretty open plan house, so just ignore whatever you hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're used to cookie, so... I'm sure. True. I'm sure Coco and Billy aren't nearly as loud as Cookie can be. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we, Matt? We are pretty good today. Pretty everyone good in the there. kingdom is. We got the kingdom plus one, All and right. everyone was very happy. Well, good. Well, good. And plus, y'all had a uh, celebrity guest at your game, right? That would be the plus one. And oh, brought, she's... you should know who that is. We've already talked about it. Well, I know, but I wanted you to tell everybody. Everyone, would you say it's the world's most popular Probably pop the, artist? Yeah, absolutely. Or she'd be right up there. The Taylor Swift, the Swifty. She's in town because she wanted to see, I uh, suppose, well, okay, it's not supposedly at all. Apparently, she's dating Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. Football player. <laughs> yeah. She might be hanging around near you quite often then. Yeah. You might get a celebrity uh, spotting. Ooh, do you reckon that see her down the shops? Oh, I thought you were going to say she might see me when I was wandering around. Yeah, she'll say, oh, whoa, are you the, aren't you the horse shite guru? <laughs> oh, yeah. How, <laughs> how would I answer that? You say, you're yes. like, I talk shite. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, I've heard you. Oh, yeah, actually, I forgot to say, uh, Matthew is also the bass player and lead singer of our trio, and I'm the drummer. So, Otherwise, Kirsty will just be like a, a solo. Just or, soloing away on just, my own. <laughs> Should be like Ingve Malmsteen, like a song of Ingve Malmsteen, where there's just continuous soloing or whatever. So, yeah, well, that's some fretboard ranking. Yeah. So, so let's no. tell people. Let's tell people why we're why why we're here. It's early. I should be able to talk, and I haven't been drinking. So, why we are, why here, are today, we here today? Yeah, we- <laughs> that's a big question. Yeah, that's a big question. Matt, can you answer that? Uh, not in one sentence. No. Okay. So, what we're going to do today is an album battle. Um, 
I feel like the ideas for me had kind of dried up a tiny bit in the past just couple of weeks. Like I was just like kind of, man, what, what, what are we going to do this coming week? And Kirsty texted me, Matt asked me, and I was just, I, I went back and forth with Kirsty. She sent me an idea. I sent her some stuff and I was like, yeah, these are all okay. And I just, but I really wasn't like excited about any of them. And I listened to a podcast a couple nights ago uh, from, it was a uh, diary of the Mad Men, the ultimate Ozzy Osbourne podcast. And they did an album battle and I listened to it and it reminded me of when I had went on uh, sometime last year with them. I think it was last year and done an album battle. And I just thought about how fun it was. I thought, man, we haven't done an album battle in a while. And immediately I just kind of started thinking about what albums and songs. And I just thought, the Book of Souls and Dance of Death both have 11 songs. They're both also celebrating anniversaries this month, right? Is that right? Matthew? Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, okay, so just for anyone that doesn't know, the Book of Souls celebrated its eight-year anniversary on September the 4th, and Dance of Death celebrated its 20-year on September 8th. And, of course, anyone that listens to us knows that we already reviewed Dance of Death, so we're all pretty uh, fresh on it, right? Right. Yeah. Matthew yeah, actually good. has listened to it. And I had it. deleted my notes, so that was nice. Yeah, and Matthew's actually listened to it a couple times in his life now. <laughs> uh, you know, I've listened to it again since we last spoke. Oh, very good. Who would Oh, that's not true. I was going to say, does the album count if you leave out a track? Oh. If you still listen to an album? I say so, you know. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I have. If you listen to an Otherwise, 11-song album and just skip a song in it because you don't like it, then yeah. Otherwise, I'd have like not so many albums <laughs> to talk about when it was um, the Waffle Zone. Right. Oh, I don't usually skip any of the tracks. So. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes just, I do. Yeah. So we're going to do a couple of things here. What we normally do is we just go you know, song one versus song one, song two versus song two, and so on, and pick a winner, and then we see which one can win, which... The good thing about this is there's 11 tracks, so there's no way there can be a tie. And on top of that, uh, I'm when I did the Aussie podcast last year with those guys, they did something really cool that we don't do, and I thought it was a lot of fun. And when I listened the other day, it reminded me of it again. And I just thought, gosh, we need to, you know, when I mentioned it to Kirsty, I didn't even think about it, and I just started thinking again. I thought, man, we should... We should do this too. So I, so what we're going to do for the first time, we're going to, uh, maybe this might not be the first time we've stolen an idea from somebody else, but, um, uh, <laughs> but we're going to steal this idea a hundred percent, borrow it, whatever. Um, and we are going Ste to, it's steal. just so you know, it's steel. At least it's been credited. <laughs> what did I say, Matt? Well, you said steal. Then you mentioned the word borrow, but it's just flat out steal. Well, I mean, I'm sure. Call, call a spade a spade. Okay. Okay. That's okay. But we are going to make one album out of these two albums, like pick the best songs in our minds. And it, and it doesn't have to be the winner of, of one, the winner of two. All the winners don't have to be there. So it could be pretty interesting. And then uh, kind of I what I did, and I believe what both of you guys did, and we discussed a little before, was kind of to make it sequenced a little bit, like just kind of like my opening track is going to be this and, you know all the way through the closer. And so I, I thought that was a lot harder than choosing who won some of these battles, to be honest with you. What'd you guys mm -hmm. think? Um, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, the same. Yeah, it was uh, it was tougher to pick an album rather than just going with all the winners. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I thought about it, I was like, I kind of wish this was between three albums, except that it'd take way too long because mm-hmm. it'd be easier to pick an album out of three mm-hmm. than what I thought out of two. What other album? What was the third album? Uh, well, I hadn't thought that far. But <laughs> I thought, well, I might have gone with um, Matter of Life and Death. It's got ten <laughs> songs. Yeah, I can see those. Matter of Life and Death would fit in well with these two albums. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, there's good songs. It, it, it was interesting, though, like because I was looking at, at one album, because in my opinion, well, let me ask you this real quick to each one of you. Kirsty first. Like, if you're ranking just the albums from the six-man band era, like, where do these two albums rank for you? Um, I think I probably... Dance of Death would be about number two, mm-hmm. um, because those tends to be at the bottom usually when I'm thinking about this. Okay. okay. Although, um, having listened to it this week and also the live chapter, um, you know, just reminded me how good it is. Yeah. Because Souls it got me back into Maiden. Yeah, yeah. And Matt, I know it's really early on to ask you about Dance of Death, but do you have any idea where, you know, how you feel about it so far, and where those two would rank? Uh, I would say probably lower in the order. There's because I'm only going out of five, so I think oh, I'd probably true. I'd probably still go. Um, oh God, I was going to say New Frontier, Final Frontier, <laughs> um, Matter of Life and Death, Brave New World, Book of Souls, and then um, Dance of Death. Okay, okay. And- but having said that, I've had some movement on one of those albums. Okay, and for anyone that doesn't know why Matt is not including Sinjutsu, he has not heard all of Sinjutsu yet. For personal, it's only been out for two years. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah don't rush these things. Yeah, it took him twenty years to listen to Dance of Death. So Matt, by the time you're almost seventy, maybe you'll get to get a old Sinjutsu a listen. <laughs> See, that's what it's all about. I've got things to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so with that, let's get into this and. Uh, Oh, wait, I did want to say, too, Kirstie, you mentioned that Book of Souls was the album that kind of, where you kind of got back into Maiden. Did you, was that like a, was that an album day release purchase for you, or? Uh, no, it wasn't, but um, it was when the Book of Souls album tour was coming to Perth. So since I'd lived in Perth, we'd had the Somewhere Back in Time tour, but I hadn't had an album tour, mm-hmm. and I didn't know the album. So okay. I got the album when, when it was announced. So okay. okay. I heard it, and then I, I would just went back and listened to everything else, and all of Bruce solo stuff, and all of Adrian solo you start stuff. Start discovering everything. Yep. The floodgates opened, right? <laughs> yep. Getting getting in chat groups like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know Matt purchased it on opening or, or release day, as he had probably every other album, right? Where possible, I know that there was one where I had to keep going down to the store every day for a couple of weeks trying sure, to. Sure, but I mean, you were a, you were looking every day for the new album when it came out. You weren't like us, where you just skipped a bunch of. No, years. and so and I, it's actually documented this time that. Oh yeah, a, I saw a picture of it. Yeah, I had a, I did a selfie that day because I'd asked you what day was it that the album came out. You told me, and I went and checked the picture date. I was like, yeah, it was September fourteenth for me. There it is. There it is. Yeah, and right. for First day. for me, it was uh, it was the first album release day that by maiden i had got or the first album on release day that i had gotten probably going all the way back to either 
Seventh Son, No Prayer, or Figure of the Dark. I don't remember if I was getting them exactly on the day they came out because, you know, it was harder to figure that stuff out back then. Yeah. But I definitely hadn't purchased any of their albums since then. And I had, you know, probably around 2009-ish, I was getting back into Maiden. So that was the... And I don't know about Final Frontier. I don't know exactly when I got that in comparison to when it came out. I just know that... When Book of Souls was coming out, I knew it was coming out. I had it ordered. And I remember it arrived at my house, and I had to drive my family five hours. And I did not <laughs> want to put it on in the car with my headphones on because I thought, if anyone needs to stop and go to the bathroom, then it's going to interrupt my album listing. And I want to hear this all the way through. It's kind of when I started my little thing where I started doing that because I was like, I want to get a good, solid, full listen from front to back with no interruptions. And I even told you, Matt, I had the single for Speed of Light. And I it came. I bought it because it came with a T-shirt. It's basically mm, like the, book of, right. it's the Book of Souls album cover, basically, um, with a uh, in red. And I, I wanted the shirt... So I purchased that just so I could have the shirt. Um, I'll, I'll send you a picture of it, Kersey, so you can know what the shirt looks like too. Um, but uh, I didn't listen to the, I didn't listen to it when I bought it. I just, I had it just so I could have it. And, uh, and that was, uh, I got to my in-laws house that day. That's where we were driving. And uh, there it is, Kirsty. Oh, okay. With my, uh, would you call him my? Uh, what do you call my son? You say he's like the, the hidden the child, secret son. the secret son. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, my son. Let me just say this too, since we're talking about this, real quick. Book of Souls. I took my son and daughter to that show. That's the first maiden show I ever took both of them to. And I was talking to him earlier, and I, was, I always joke about, "Hey, you want to come on, be on the podcast?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll just tell him how much Iron Maiden sucks or something." And you know, he always just kind of says it to razz me. And I'm like, well, you remember, you know, remember when you went and saw Iron Maiden? He goes, I've never seen Iron Maiden. I go, yeah, yeah, you actually have. And so I pulled it up. And so I, me and him were watching the opening when they came out for If Eternity Should Fail. And Bruce comes out and he, you know, bangs his hand on that thing. And the kind of the flames go up and stuff. So he was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of remember that. It was like, you know, he was, gosh, 13 or 12 maybe. So been a while. So. But anyway, with all that said, I'm sorry to, to waffle oh, on. Talking about 13 or 12. Uh-oh. I just want to say <laughs> um, happy birthday to my daughter, Coco, who turns 13 on Thursday. Oh, yeah, happy Co birthday, Coco. Yeah, happy birthday, Coco. 13, the big 1-3. That's, That's a good number. That's a big one. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, Two teenagers in the house. Man, it seems oh, like it's... Oh, that's right. She's entering teenager status. Very good. And she's already been to a lot of concerts. And how long I had to wait to go to a real she's concert. She's been to a couple. <laughs> oh, she's seen Kiss. She's seen Kiss. She's seen Voyager. Voyager. And a Kiss tribute band. But I mean, that's... That... And Katy Perry. When did you go to your first real rock show, Kirsty? Um, what age? I saw Cliff Richard on my... 12th birthday. When did you go to your first real rock show, Kirsty? <laughs> I was 17. I saw Iron Maiden. Okay. Matt, what about you? Uh, I saw someone called John Farnham that you wouldn't know. I was about 12 or 13 on his Whispering Jack tour. Is that a rock okay. show? The uh, one that you wanted to go to and not with your parents. 
I went with my mum because someone else didn't couldn't go or something. But no, the mm. first one I think it was, I think it was Poison. Mm. And I thought that the was first real rock show. Yeah. Yeah. W- uh, when was the first real one though? Oh, okay. Well, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what the fact that it was this, it was Poison, Kirsty. That does speak volumes about Matt. You know, it says a well, lot. That, it stands up. You know, decades later, as the worst concert that I've ever hey, seen. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Absolutely. But it took a while for all of us to see a show. And our kids, you know, like yeah. Sarah saw Iron Maiden six years ago when she was like 10, you know? So anyway, so just to, let's get off of that. So, okay. We are going to start this album battle right now. And uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, up first from Dan. Yeah, I know. From Dance of Death, we have Wildest Dreams opening the album. And from The Book of Souls, we have If Eternity Should Fail. If anybody listened to our Dance of Death album review, I don't think there's any surprise as to what I'm going to pick here. I mean, not even in Matthew's Wildest Dreams would I pick Wildest Dreams. So for me, it's easily If Eternity Should Fail. What about you, Matthew? Oh, I tell you what, my wildest nightmares. If anyone ever was to pick <laughs> this, uh, I I just had a note here. This dismal opener from Dance of Death does not hold a candle to the greatness of If Eternity Should Fail. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, and Kirsty, what about you? Well, you know, obviously, it's a little bit harder for me. <laughs> oh, please. But, um, yeah, no. Um, look, if If Eternity Should Fail, it's got that really dramatic opening and was a really great opener for the album and for the concert mm-hmm. as you just described going mm-hmm. to see it you know when he bangs the drums and, yeah which oh, is so good um it's got the song uses all the guitars well it's catchy it's interesting um you know like under the final choruses adrian starts soloing all the way to the end which also happens in wildest dreams Although uh, one song is a putrid waste of, of space yeah, on an album. Yeah, Eternity Should Fail is my favorite song on the album. So much as I love Wildest Dreams, it's just a fun short rocker that's great for driving and singing to, but it doesn't really have the substance to beat the winner for all of us if Eternity Should Fail. So in other words, it's a big fail for Wildest Dreams. <laughs> all right, so that's already... I, mean, I could defend it as much as I like, but it's not going to beat that. I know. I t- I've already talked to Matt about that. I was like, I said, there's no way Wildest Dreams when I said, I, I know Kirsty loves If Eternity Should Fail. So <laughs> I know it's one of her favorites on the entire album. So very good. So that's one for Book of Souls. Oh, yeah. I got to try to keep track of that, too. So I got a pen and a paper here, too, Kirsty. If you'll keep oh, track okay. of who. Well, yeah, we'll see. Be Book of Souls. One Book of Souls. Okay. All right. So track number two from Dance of Death is Rainmaker. And from Book of Souls, it is Speed of Light. So, Matthew, how did you choose in this battle? So, I listened to both of these albums today. Like, I've listened to Dance of Death, you know, a few times recently. It had been a little while since I listened to Book of Souls. And when I heard the start of Speed of Light, I had an oh poo moment. (laughs) 
And it was <laughs> Opu out loud. I said it because I realized what this was going to be up against in Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. And I was never really a fan of Speed of Light. It's kind of grown on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not enough to beat Rainmaker. So, yeah, I would go with that. I really enjoyed listening to Rainmaker recently. And even all the times I've listened to Speed of Light and I don't mind it, it's – I don't think it's as strong as what Rainmaker is. Okay. Never thought I'd say that, but that's the case. Rainmaker. Well, I know one person who might be one of the happiest people out there right now. I'm just trying. I'm trying to stay out of detention. That's what it is. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's one. That's a very uh, strong pet. St- yeah, know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What about you, Kirsty? How do you choose? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. They've got like two short rockers. They were both singles. They're both both based around a riff, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way Speed of Light kicks off. Um. So that, that riff was quite unusual for Maiden, um, so based around the pentatonic scale. And Bruce thought it sounded like something Deep Purple would do. So he does like an Ian Gillen scream at the beginning, which sounds amazing. Ah, that makes and sense. He's that, absolutely yeah. belting it out all the way through. Lyrics are pretty cool. I like that Somewhere Back in Time is a lyric. Solos are good. So yeah, it's really, really hard. Um, but I think... Dance. I think Rainmaker has probably got the better vocal melodies. Um, probably prefer the sound of the riff overall. But yeah, it was much closer. But I'm going to go with Rainmaker from Dance of Death. Okay. Okay. And for me, uh, this was a tough one as well because Rainmaker is it's very quick. It's very to the point. It's very catchy. You know, as we said a week or two ago, it's literally one minute in and you're already into the chorus. So it's 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 a good song. It's and that that little lead line that kind of is the metal the melody of the song that it, it, that Dave does. It's really good. Uh, Speed of Light. It was like you said. It was a single. The thing about Speed of Light that I remember really that blew me away. And I you know you know how I am with lyrics, Matthew and Kirsty. Yes. Um, I think in the chorus he sings out like shadows in the sun we will yep. not return when i first heard that because we the album came out and this is the album where you you know you heard that bruce had cancer and um knowing that and i remember when i first heard that song because to me if eternity should fail is a good song but bruce didn't really do anything overly spectacular you know like that really mm-hmm. just thought, wow, he's really, you know, he's still got it. But when he, when I heard him sing that line, that shadows in the sun and all that, I just thought, wow, this dude had cancer and he was singing like that. But this is one of those where I actually had to play both songs. A lot of these I was able to pick without even listening. But this one, I had to listen to both of them and kind of go, what do I like better? What do I like better? Yes, same. And when I got to that shadows in the sun, I just unhighlighted uh, the word rainmaker off my page because I gave it to speed of light. I was just like, I remember the impact it, that I mm. it, it had when I heard it. And I just thought, wow, that was so awesome. So yeah. So for me, uh, speed of light and um, you are keeping okay. track of our votes though, right? Kirsten? I am. Okay. I'd, I'd say like either would be valid, um, but yeah, I've got to put Dance to Death further. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I just, score. I just want to know, like, at the end too, like, 
if we can all say how our overall voting was as well, mm. like how many we yep. voted from each album. Cause yep. Writing it all down. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, she'll have to be the, uh, the bookmaker too, Matthew. <laughs> well, I, I think it's called comes under administration. Well, the, yeah. The mathematician of the podcast. <laughs> oh God. No. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to make you sound boring. So. Although, although math is, is interesting. good at maths, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about people that do math for a living or else we, you know, George might be bothered by that. So <laughs> George from uh, the Judas Priest podcast. George yep. of many names. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, he's a uh, he is a uh, accountant. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what he is this week. Oh, yeah, he's something. Yeah. George of the Jungle. He changes his name every week. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So. All right, so uh, so okay, so that's a so currently our our toll is one to one. So mm-hmm. next up from Dance of Death track three, we have No More Lies, and from the Book of Souls, we have The Great Unknown. So Kirsty, how did this one play out for you? Oh, look, this was actually uh, I said the one before was hard, but this was the actual hardest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got two long songs with a quieter intro and outro. Mm-hmm. All three guitarists get a solo, so it's similar in that way. Um, great and known. That's opening is like really different to things that they normally do. Yeah, I like the way that the song goes up on the word ground. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Like I like all of it. The chorus is really interesting. So mm-hmm. like on No More Lies, they just repeat. Same words over and over again, right. which isn't an issue for me. I like that, but yeah. the chorus is more interesting on the Great Unknown. Uh, as I said, everyone gets a solo on this song, the same as No More Lies. But the ones on No More Lies, none of them really stand out to me. But on the Great Unknown, they're all absolutely shredding. Yeah, and I like the moment when it stops after the third solo and starts again more calmly. Um, yeah, so I really enjoy No More Lies, um, but I think the Great Unknown is. And more interesting, and I've gone with that one. Interesting. So that's one okay. for Souls. All right. Matthew, how did you vote here? So I've come to appreciate No More Lies recently. Uh, as far as The Great Unknown goes, I've always quite liked this. And as you were saying, Kirsty, the, the intro to this is interesting, as is the outro. There's There's nothing overly special about it. But sometimes I'll be like, you know, come on, get to the crux of the song or to the chunky bits or just end this song so I can get to the next thing. But I really enjoy the intros and the outro on this track, or the intro and outros. Singular. I don't know what I'm saying outros. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, the, the solos in this are all good as well. Uh, for me, I'd come down to Great Unknown. I think Bruce, this is a really solid track, but Bruce's performance on this I really, really like it. And like you were saying before, you know, him having cancer through this, some of the mm-hmm. vocal melodies and notes that he hits and his delivery is awesome. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I find here with this track. It just it lifts it. So as much as I've come to appreciate No More Lies, uh, no, I'm going great unknown easily. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So for oh, me. Oh, my neighbors, my neighbors also like this track. I bet they do. They've heard it loud, huh? Yeah. Every time I was playing a track today, it got a little louder with each each track. By the oh, third. they should really buy some beers for all the um, service you're doing for them. That's right. <laughs> Community service. Yeah, Matt, you should go yeah. have a beer with your neighbor across the street. Anyway, what's next? <laughs> so, for me, um, 
No More Lies. Look, I love No More Lies. I, I think the, the intro of the No More Lies is it's that nice long intro and it just goes it goes and goes and goes and it's just I love it. I think it's a, just a really nice intro. And you know, and then it kicks in, No More Lies and it, you know, you get that da 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 which I like the stop and start of it all and Bruce just wails. And like Kirsty said, it's everyone's getting guitar solos. It's a nice long song. It, it, it's very similar in that they both start with an intro and kind of end similarly in a way. And on the great unknown, um, the outro is way, it's a lot longer than the outro on no more lies. And when I was listening to it today, cause this is, I, I think I agree with you, Kirsty. I believe, yeah, I think the two that were the biggest struggles for me were uh, Rainmaker and Speed of Light, and then this one. This one was really, I had to, I literally listened to No More Lies, The Great Unknown, No More Lies. I, listened, I kind of was going back and forth and fast forwarding and getting to certain parts and going, wait, what about this? What about this? And I ended up coming out, and I, I remember going to the end of The Great Unknown and listening to the outro, and I thought, I'm voting the great unknown. I, I love the intro and I love the outro. I like they're nice and long. And like you said, they're different. And uh, I, I got to hear this. This is uh, the song I got to hear live. I didn't have to hear tears of a clown. Uh, I know they, I think they played that in uh, other parts. I of- did get to hear tears of a clown. I was um, blessed. Okay. So you got to hear that. I got to hear the great unknown, which I was really happy to hear the great unknown over tears. Oh, of a I clown. mean, ideally I would have liked to have heard both. Yeah. But the great unknown was awesome. I was actually, playing the video of it a little bit today and I because I couldn't I, I told you uh, my son said he didn't remember being there well I found this video and I was standing behind my son at the concert and I could see him just kind of swaying back and forth you know on the video and I was like oh look that's you that's that's you I could definitely recognize your ears you know you know you, you know how you can look at your kids and <laughs> yeah. just and so then I turned the music up to see what it was and it was uh it was the great unknown so I was like ah cool so yeah, I'm definitely going Great Unknown as well. That was, it, it sounded, it was very difficult to pick, but after I made my decision, it, it wasn't like, it felt like, okay, that should have been easier because I really like the Great Unknown a lot. And But No More Lies is awesome too. So, All right, so now it's Book of Souls 2 and Dance of Death 1. Uh, track number four from Dance of Death is Montsegur and from the Book of Souls is The Red and the black. So I'll take this one, I guess, uh, try to break it up here. And the red and the black, it's a very long song. It's, I think it's 13 minutes and 34 seconds or something like that. It's the, I like the red and the black, the last seven or eight minutes or so where it's all music is really, really like seven or eight minutes the best seven or eight minutes of that album. It's like, you know, way up there in, in how it ranks the first six minutes or so. They're not bad, but the chorus to me is a thud. And when I think about Montsegur and just how, you know, it's a quick, it kicks in like quick, it's heavy. And the way Bruce wails on that chorus, uh, it, it didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even, you know, uh, it took me one second to just pick Montsegur easily. Montsegur over the red and the black. So what about you, um, Kirsty? 
Yeah, I mean, it's probably tricky for most people. Um, so, like Montague and the Red and the Black both have the one guitar playing the vocal melody. And it sounds a little bit folky. And there's some high-pitched singing. And they're all things that can bother me. Um, in the case of the Red and the Black, to me, it sounds like he's being str- he's straining to be heard over that guitar playing that vocal melody. And mm. the song's really high and wordy. Um, it just sounds like he's struggling. I get a sore throat even listening to this. I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, chorus is really ordinary, and the guitar's still playing along with it. Um, mm. I recently listened to every Iron Maiden song in order, and I found it easier to listen to Hooks and You, Weekend Warrior, and Age of Innocence than this. Um, when it was on, I kept looking at the time to see how long I had to go. Age of Innocence, even? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I used to skip to the end of the singing and listen to the instrumental, as you've said, is good. But I've, it's one of those I've just taken against it so badly, I don't even bother doing that now. I just skip it. Mm. But I, I listened to it for the purposes of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it from Yannick's solo onwards. Yeah. Um, which is literally the time that that, voc- that guitar melody stops. Yeah. Um, but eight minutes had already gone by then. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I've got to pick Monster Gear, but not just because it's against the red and the black. I, I really enjoy it. It's heavy and aggressive. And as Lord Andrew would say, it's a stomper. Yeah. 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 What about you, Matthew? Yeah, this was hard. So Monster Gear is very heavy. Like we've talked about that before. Uh, I like it more now than what I did. But Red and the Black. Now, this was the very first track that I heard from Book of Souls. So when this was getting ready to be released, uh, you were able to find versions of this on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing this, and I only listened to half of the song. I didn't listen to the whole thing. And I think I got up to Adrian's solo, which is about nine minutes or so in. Of a 13-minute song. And I didn't listen like, to the whole thing. Song. I only listened to nine minutes of it. Because I was like, it got to Adrian's song. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I don't want to go any further on this. I don't want to hear any more because I knew I couldn't get the album till whatever. So I've got a bit of history there with this. And sometimes I can agree with what you say about the first half of the song. Because one of the things I put is that they're two very different tracks, obviously. The length being one of them if you had cut down to eight minutes or so for Red and the Black to try and square things up, maybe I would have had a different outcome. Mm-hmm. But for this, I listened to this today, and I was like, oh, okay, sometimes I do have a hang-up with the, the wordy verses and etc. But today I just kind of waltzed through it. I didn't have any problems at all and enjoyed the whole thing. But everything in the first half is just the setup for the payoff in the second half, the musical section, which I love. And I love how you think at one point it's going to end and it starts back up again and then goes through. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go with the red and the black. And this, I think, is this the track? Oh, no, I was thinking of something else. I was going to say, is this the one Nesbitt had on repeat? But that was Talisman. Yeah, but, but he at one point he said the red and the black was in his Iron Maiden top ten tracks. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I do remember. Yeah, that. I, I think it's a lot of people's favorite. And yeah, musically, I just I have to well, go I, against it. Yeah, I think very brave. You know, you, you know, this is we've had a person that what does he talk about group think or whatever. Oh, I, I was just <laughs> thinking sheeple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a kind of look. I mean, I'll say this um, in in the Iron Maiden 
you know, podcast fan community that we're all a part of. Uh, Nesbit is a very influential uh, voice. I will say, but in that. this case, the music's I mean, too good. Yeah, and I like this. I mean, I don't hate the song, but I mean, it's one of those songs where if it would have just been an instrumental and they would have cut out the first, you know, eight minutes or whatever before the soloing started, it would have been a great instrumental, a six-minute instrumental even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a terrible song, obviously. It's just, it's up against Monster Gear, which is like a sledgehammer of a song, you know? So. All right, so where are we at now? We're tied at two. Tied at two after four songs. So let's see who takes the lead again here with track number five from Dance of Death, the title track, versus track number five, When the River Runs Deep from the Book of Souls. So, Matthew, how do you feel about this? Ah, Spinal Tap, Stonehenge, Dance of Death. I watched Spinal Tap after you said that. (laughs) Oh, did you? By the way, yeah. Oh, I sent you a little (laughs) link in one of the chats to... um... Tonight I'm gonna rock your song. That's my favorite yeah. track out of that. I love that. Anyway, going back to this. Can Stonehenge, sorry, Dance of Death compete um uh with When the River Runs Deep? So I oh, I told you this, Steve. I went back and I listened to Dance of Death and mm-hmm. knew so I was enjoying it. Yeah. Even when it got to this and I was tapping my foot. Well, today when I listened to this, I was doing some stuff around the house and realized when the start of this track came on, I was whistling the little... Uh, uh, so I think it's growing on me. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. You should feel but, good about it. It's, it's, it's like I said, you know, it's just you had a, a, a brain fart for the better, uh, you know... You, two, two decades. For two decades. You know, but, it, you know, it's like, it's like you learned something new and, and you kind of go, okay, I had, I had wrong information. Oh, I don't know if it was wrong. Well, I mean, it was, you got, you got led astray. <laughs> I'll put it this way. I think I was starting to get some payback on the money I'd paid out get I'm starting to get my money's worth on this. There you two, go. Two decades later, the investment's starting to pay. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you know what? As much as I'm starting to enjoy this track and there are parts of dance of death that I like, that musical section in the middle in particular, mm-hmm. it's the bookendy parts of it. Um, the start and the, well, actually everything else. I like the middle a lot. Everything else, yeah, it's still growing on me. But I really do like When the River Runs Deep. And I think it's a strong track. And I, I know that it's probably considered a deep cut that mm-hmm. a lot of people, because I keep thinking about whenever I hear this album come up, Book of Snores. I always yeah. read Book of Snores, and I don't think that's fair. Uh, no, I think there's just a lot going on in this track. And for me personally, I understand 100% completely people would not go along with my pick. They would go with Dance of Death because it's still played in concerts, well, I was going to say up until today, but more recently. Yeah. But no, not for me. I am going to go the great no, – sorry, when the river runs deep. I was going to say – the great I know When the river runs deep, I like it a lot. Really like the pacing. And, okay. um, Kirsty. I like it. I like that slowdown in the chorus. That yes. change. It's different. Yeah, I'm the where the when the river runs deep. It's got a bit of a bonkers opening. It reminds me of Back in the Village. Hmm. And um, Bruce's intro is a bit different too. It's okay. I think the song would have been fine without that intro. 
Um, the riff when it gets going is cool. It sounds a little bit seventies. The verse is all right. Uh, I like the I like the little vocal harmonies in it, and I like that it goes to half time for the choruses, like Matt said. And I think the instrumental section is really cool. And Davy has lots of wah in his solo. I like when it slows down for Yannick's solo and Adrian's solo. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about Adrian's solo that I, the first time I heard it, I had to rewind it and hear it again. And I think When the River Runs Deep's got one of the best endings. And I'm just saying all this so that you know how much I love this song, but I don't think it's a patch on Dark to Death. <laughs> it's Bruce Dickinson telling a tale. It's epic. It's dramatic. You go through the whole journey, and I enjoy every minute of Dance of Death. Okay, so I'll take that as a Dance of Death vote. Yeah. Well, that means I have to make a decision here. Huh? Oh, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think Dance of Death's a good song. It's 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 pretty epic. You know, Bruce does an amazing job telling the story as well, as you already said there. Uh, the the middle part it doesn't you know doesn't phase me at all like I said death on the road kind of sold me on this song like when that part because I remember hearing it just thinking I just always picture there's a, like a little one of those gift things out there of Yannick where he's like just kind of dancing in a circle and I just always think <laughs> of Yannick just dancing in circles with that part and it's kind of kind of goofy it's a little corny when it sounds that way but I really like that song I mean I think it's a it's a great, great song. I mean, it's got the lyrics are good, the story's good. Bruce sells it really well. Uh, when the river runs deep, uh, this, uh, you know, it starts off with Bruce singing really high. That look for something that is hard to find, searching somewhere deep inside your mind. There's a lot of words in this song, and I'll be honest. I think the melody that he opens that song with is horrible. <laughs> God almighty, it's terrible. Okay, I mean, I, I said I'd been fine without it, but yeah. Sure, well, I'm just, just yeah. I, I just don't, I've <laughs> never liked it. I've, I've, you know, and then the riff that comes in is pretty cool. You know, that, dun, 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 all that's pretty cool. The, 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 the verses are cool. I also do not like the chorus slowed down at all. That I just think it's very dull and boring. It's a very, very dull and boring chorus. The same as uh, its predecessor, the Red and the Black. So, yeah. Definitely voting for Dance of Death here. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. So, that brings Apparently us... Dance of Death in the lead. Apparently, Uh-oh. I didn't get the memo on some of these tracks. Yeah, yeah. Well, How are we voting? You're, you're like 20 years short. <laughs> you know, you're... you're <laughs> I, 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 yeah, you, the, the memo came out uh, 20 years ago, Matt, but you still you were pissed off about Wildest Dreams. So. I, was, I still had a pager. <laughs> you st- yeah, you were st- I sent you a I page you about it just the other day. You didn't get it? Uh, it's in the mail, you know. You know, I wouldn't be yeah, surprised, Kersey. Fax, fax in him. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt still wears a pager, you know, to this day. You know, he's kind of that technologically slower guy. He's like, he's like talking to people with his, you know, he get a page, he'll look at it and be like, he like he, he was like yeah I'll fax I'll fax you back later I'll fax you later. <laughs> I struggle to connect to the Skype call. <laughs> this is true. You this do true. every week. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Anybody out there? Hey, but we managed to do an episode without Steve, and that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Give yourself a slight amount of praise there. So, so track number six from Dance of Death 
is Gates of Tomorrow from Book of Souls. Track number six is the title track, The Book of Souls. Now, it would have been really interesting if the Book of Souls was up against Dance of Death. That, that would have been another yes. really, really tough battle. But Gates of Tomorrow versus Which the Which I guess it has been because we did the title track rankings. Yes. Yeah, we have done that. So I don't remember how we voted. And I don't tell us, Kirsty, because, you know, things might be different now. Who knows? Kirsty knows. So, okay. So, <laughs> Kirsty, how did you vote on Gates of Tomorrow versus the Book of Souls? Well, I brought that up because you probably remember carrying on like a pork shop when I um, ranked the Book of Souls <gasps> too low oh. on the title tracks episode. Yeah, couldn't believe that. I still remember. Yeah, oh, man, I just I forgot uh, till that. It's just because um, all the all of the title tracks are incredible. You've got to put something's got to go at the bottom. They're all good. Um, I think um, Book of Souls has got a very nice intro. It's atmospheric. It's got nice keyboards. I like the way the guitar slides into the heavy riff. And the drum, how many drums has he got? Because he seems mm. to have one for every note. He plays along with it. And it's a song like Dance of Death that sets a scene. It's got a majestic mm-hmm. chorus. I like when it speeds up for the instrumental. But, um, so you will be very glad to know right. that even though I ranked it low on the title tracks, I have, of course... Put it above Gates of Tomorrow, which is a song that I don't really like that much because I don't I don't think the verses are nice and the vocal harmonies and singing style don't work for me, even though overall it's okay. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Book of Souls. Okay, okay. Well, I'll go next on this one. Um I guess I would uh have to do that. Gates of Tomorrow is a song that I do like, but refresh my memory, this is the one that has the same intro as Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, okay. I was I was thinking I was getting confused in my head for a second. Yeah. Uh, I really do like Gates of Tomorrow. I think it's a good song. And uh, unfortunately for Gates of Tomorrow, you know, as confident as it may have felt getting into the ring, you know, it's like it's like a wrestling match. And then, like, the you know, the wrestler named The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne. Yes. Yeah, like, it's like... You know, a pretty decent wrestler gets in the ring and he thinks he's got an easy match, and then the, and then next thing you know, they say there's been a change, and then The Rock walks out, <laughs> like you know you're going down. But the Book of mm. Souls, I mean, it's a, it is a massive behemoth of a track. It's like Kirsty said, it's got the uh, it's got the really cool acoustic intro. The use of keyboards is very well done, and it, it's just a uh, it it just plods along. You know that 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 tempo that has. And the way and Bruce sounds amazing. The story's amazing. The melodies in the song, it, it's it's phenomenal. This this song is just this song probably would have beat mm, every other track on Dance of Death except maybe one, maybe one. I, I think it would have beat Dance of Death. And mm. there's there's only one other song on the album. Old, huh? That's a bold statement, That's yeah. Bold it's, statement. It is a bold statement, but I think if you look uh, at Dance of Death, there's only one. There's one bohemoth, massive, just amazingly incredible song. Even mm. though I didn't rank it number one, <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, there's one like to me. Uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, Book of Souls, right. without a doubt. Um, Matthew, have you already done this, or did I not pick you yet? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember either. 
Okay. Okay. He hasn't been. I oh, know I haven't done it. No. <laughs> I'm writing uh, it down and I haven't got anything. No, I'm I'm quite enjoying. So Yannick's little intro. Yeah, I'm still not a fan of that uh, Gates of Tomorrow. But I do find myself enjoying that track now, uh, like consciously yeah. enjoying it. The chorus is really strong. It is. But in as, the web, yeah. As much as I'm beginning to like it, it's like you say, it's going up against one of the titans, I think. Yeah. Because I was just thinking when you were talking about this, and I've thought it before, I think I think I had this at number two when we did all the title tracks. Okay. But I think it's one of the best post-reunion tracks, and I would put it, uh, no, it has to be top 20 of all time. Oh, wow. In, okay. the, in the catalog, I'm sure it would be if I was to sit there and, and rank them all, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, but it's funny that you both mentioned the keyboards, because that was one of the things I put in a note here. I was like, I do like the use of the keyboards in this, the way in which it fills the background. Yeah. It, it doesn't – it's not obtrusive, and there's a, a later, a much later album that I haven't heard in its entirety, mm-hmm. which I don't like the sound of it in, and I wonder if that's putting me off a little too. Well, it's it's, it's atmospheric too. Because in of, this it is, yeah. It's yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, But I like that little soft intro to this, and then that chugging riff when that comes in and Steve's playing up and down, you know, the fretboard underneath the guitars. and No, I think this is just an awesome track, and this was great to see live. The solos in this, they're all on fire. I think this is just a... Oh, yeah. I think this is a really, really great Maiden track. Very good. So it sounds like this is a clean sweep. But having said that, Gates of... (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're not fooling... You fooled us once, Matt. Shame on you. (laughs) Fool us twice. Shame on us. (laughs) Gotta Gotta keep trying. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So that's another vote for Book of Souls. So now we are... Tied again, Kirsty, right? After six. Yeah. After six, so it's down to these final five. It's like it's like a baseball game, Matt. It's going down yes, to it's exciting. Yeah, it is. So track number seven. Uh <laughs> track number seven from Dance of Death is New Frontier versus Book of Souls, Death or Glory. So I'll go first on this one, I, I guess. Um, New Frontier is a song. It's it's not a terrible song. It's kind of, I'd say it's a very, uh, it's kind of a run-of-the-mill Iron Maiden song that, that feels a little bit filler. Like, there's some good parts in it. You know, we all remember the screaming, you know, Adrian guitar solo that comes in. And like I said, it's, when we reviewed it recently, I didn't think it was terrible, but it's just, it's, it's you know, it's okay. Uh, but it's also up against a song on Dance of uh, Book of Souls that I'm not a, the biggest fan of either. I don't, I'm sorry, Kirsty, to say this, but, um, you know, it's up uh, against uh, Death or Glory, which Death or Glory has a really cool intro. You know, the way the guitar and the uh, drums all come in together. You know, and all that. Um, the melodies in the, or the vocal melodies in the verses, they're pretty good. You know, they're okay. The I see the enemy, I know he can't see me, all that. I'm not a big fan of the guitar. Um, once it gets past that da 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 part, you know, that the, the guitar melody, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, the, the pre chorus, the turn like the devil, 
shoot for the sun part like the chorus i'm not a huge fan of either so um kirstie i hope we can still be friends <laughs> um, i think we've um we've been friends through worse than this <laughs> true. well he's not helping is what he's about to tell you yeah but i'm gonna go ahead and put my vote on death or glory <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I could vote New Frontier. It's just, it'd have to be up against Quest for a Fire, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Death of Glory is not the greatest song either for me, but, so this one was a little, it wasn't difficult because I just thought, you know, and plus it, it has that line about Matt where it says, uh, climb like a monkey. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of Matt, how'd you vote on this one? So we have a Maiden track that has a pretty cool title in New Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a howling guitar <laughs> solo in, in here. And then we've got Death or Glory. And the guy used to have problems with this track. And maybe I'm softening up a little. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so, because I thought about it, I was like, what don't I like about this track? You did mention one of the things, and it's that second guitar melody that comes in. So you've got the intro one. Yeah, it's real and super it- busy. Is it like or something like that? For some reason, it always made me think of Scooby Doo, the cartoon, the music to that. And I don't know why, because I'm sure there's no music like that in Scooby Doo, but I think it's when they creep along. You know, there's something scary going on, and there's music maybe similar to that. It always made me think of that. And then. The climb like a monkey. I wonder if that didn't bother me till I saw Bruce's antics. Till him doing his hands up and down. <laughs> yeah, and then all the crowd doing the same thing. And then the monkey like, oh. mask or whatever. Yeah, this is metal, you know. Hey, um, let me ask a quick question. Can't yeah. you can't you imagine though Wayne and Trevor in the crowd doing that monkey thing with Bruce? <laughs> uh, yes, well, Matt yes, just I made can. me think of Wayne and Trevor because he was talking about Scooby Doo, and I uh, reminded me of the tiptoeing monks section in Sign of the Cross. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah, for some reason, it's always made me think of Scooby Doo. And but there are some parts of this track that I do like, and it's probably most of it. I've gotten past very recently the whole climb my like a monkey thing. I don't care about that anymore. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some slide guitar. Now I don't know the last time, or if this is the only time Maiden's ever used that that I can think of. So I do like the guitar in this. I do. I don't know if I'd say it's. Do I like it, or am I just indifferent? I think I kind of like it, but it's at the lesser end of like, but in a good way. But if I'm putting it up against New Frontier, yeah, this is just kind of a, it'd be like a stock image song. You know, one of those things you can just buy in bulk. Yeah. Like a, uh, a Wish.com version of Iron Maiden. Sure. An Let's AI version of Iron Maiden. Perhaps. Yeah, you could <laughs> say that. It's uh, it's Clayton's Maiden. It's the Maiden you get when you're not getting Maiden. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to go with Death of Glory. I kind of don't mind this. It's growing on me after eight years. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. And Kirsty. Okay, yeah. So I think Death of Glory is a fabulous short rocker. It's great live. Um, it's got a nice tempo. It's a good sing-along song about aerial dogfights and absolutely goes off. I don't think you can go wrong with it. And New Frontier, I don't mind it. It's a bit of a stumper too, but not really their best example. So, 
Yep, I'm going Death or Glory 2. That's all of us. All right. Voted for the Book of Souls there. Oh, man. So Book of Souls has taken a slight edge again. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) So number eight. Oh, I think this one was a very tough one for Matthew. Do uh, you, you know what? It's tougher than what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, okay. So for number eight, track number eight on Dance of Death, we have Passchendaele. And on Book of Souls, we have Shadows of the Valley. Matthew, how'd you vote? I love Passchendaele. Just putting that out there. Oh, dear. He's, <laughs> you're not pulling Just, my leg. you got to hear me out. Go ahead. Shit. Shadows of the Valley. This is another song that people have problems with, but I don't care. I like it. Mm-hmm. But Passchendaele blows this into next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Passchendaele is going to blow. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Not going to. Yeah, okay, it is. It's going to blow everything aside on both of these albums. Nothing compares to the greatness of Passchendaele. Okay. And that's all that need be said. Not even Book of Souls, the title track. Uh, as much as I love Book of Souls, no, this is almost okay. It's got to be an almost perfect maiden song. I can't think of any way, anything that needs to be changed. Or I can't improvise if sure. I was to sing along or whatever. This is maiden perfection. Okay, what about you, Kirsty? Oh, um, look, Shadows of the Valley. I, I just want to like say the um things that you can compare. Mm-hmm. It starts with that tapping, and it's mm-hmm. a bit like the Wasted Years intro. And oh, yeah. Passchendaele starts in a similar way. Um, the one in ways, the one at the start, of Shadows of the Valley, sounds quite a lot like Wasted Years backwards, and that bothered me at first. Mm-hmm. But like the intro is pretty cool. It's got like quite an anxious feel to it, and interesting lyrics, and they refer Sea of Madness. Um, I can never think of the verse of Shadows of the Valley when I think of this song, and um, so I, I had to play it, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I always think I don't really like the song much, but it's as good as anything else, really. Nearly every solo on the album is incredible. I've mm-hmm. seen this um, album called The Book of Solos, as well as The Book of Snores. <laughs> uh, you know, it's pretty good, Shadows of the Valley, I've decided, but it's up against Passchendaele, the epic masterpiece that transports you to a point in history. and It's just great music, an emotional journey. Everything about it is great. Has to win. Yeah, I'm voting Passchendaele as well. It's a, it's a, it's a amazing epic. I will say though, I, I do. Shadows of the Valley is one of the songs on the Book of Souls that I really do like. I really do like this song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's uh, the, the chorus. The one part that I don't like is kind of the way Bruce sounds when he says, ask them no questions. And he goes, tell them no lies. He gets really oh. high. It's no, it's, oh. it's almost, I don't know. I just, I don't like the way. Yeah, I, I get it. Cause I have that. Yeah. So it's just something a little bit there, but I mean, but I do I like this. I really, I think shadows of the Valley is one of the better songs on the album personally. So I, I mean, feel like um, it's moved up a notch for me having listened to it this week. So ah, good, good, good. So let's see. That's another, Oh, look at this, Kirsty! It's coming down to the final three. The final... Is that a surprise? Oh. Well, you just don't know, do you? Th- this is going to be interesting. It, like, it's it's better that it's close. It would be tragic if we only just voted for the one album all well, the way know, through. Every Iron Maiden battle is kind of like this because, mm. 
you know, they because you tend to just have like a couple of songs that aren't as good and they'll be up against some, you know, really, really yeah. good ones and then vice versa. And so it kind of makes an imbalance of here. But but I kind of think these albums are similar in the way I feel about them because uh, I, I rank them somewhere close together. Okay. So track number nine, Face in the Sand from Dance of Death versus Book of Souls, Tears of a Clown. I'm going to go first here. And I'm going to say it like this. When we did the review of Dance of Death, I chose Face in the Sand as my favorite song. If I did a review of Book of Souls, I would put Tears of a Clown at the bottom. Matthew, how do you vote? Uh, I, 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 think have, I made my I, vote I clear, the, I think, right? <laughs> you did. Okay. I don't know. I think that Tears of a Clown oh, is dear. fine. Is it a song I'd want to hear live? No. I mean, I've seen it live on YouTube, and I think it's a much better studio track. And I wonder if that kind of hurt it a little when they played it live and it's tarnished the song a little. Because it hasn't got that momentum that some of the other tracks do. Now, I do like Face in the Sand as well. Yeah. So this was a, a pretty tough one. Um, oh, but surprisingly... To some, I'm going to go with "Face in the Sand," dance a death track. But I do, I really do enjoy, and I've, I think I've talked to you about this on just a normal call during the week, uh, a few weeks back about um, "Tears of the Clown." I think Tears I was, I was definitely zoning out whenever you. You were probably book of snoring me. Yeah, I was, I was. Kirsty, my heart skipped zero beats during that big fake thing he just tried to pull off there. <laughs> I was no, that, I'm genuine about that. As I much as it, as much as it might surprise everybody, I'm gonna go with face in the sand. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that was the oh man. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I wasn't. I was getting nervous for a second. I wasn't man. having that one. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a very <laughs> no, nice. I mean, song. you both tricked me multiple times, but that wasn't one of them. Yeah. So how about Not you, Kirsty? How do you come on this one? Well, look, I really enjoyed Tears of a Clown live, um, and on the studio album. Um, it's a pretty straight ahead rock song. It's not as maideny, um, but it's a good song that I love. Um, I like the cooking rhythm. It's got a really nice vocal melody, and I think the lyrics make you think. It's obviously relevant whether you know Steve was thinking about Robin Williams or not. Yeah. Um, very emotional solos from Adrian and Dave. Um, yeah, I think Steve would hang up if I voted for this. No, I wouldn't um, hang up. Well, I, I thought I was going to vote Face in the Sand, but when I listened to this, I enjoyed it so much, I did have to play them both to check. Oh, dear. <laughs> nah, um, Face in the Sand, I, I tend to prefer Maidenly songs overall. Um, it's got a great build-up. It's got that relentless beat, as Ballad said, and more aggressive. Yeah. There's just a lot more going on in the song. Lots of layers. Um, I'll forever defend his of a clown, but Face in the Sand has to win. So yeah, It's not a bad song, but it doesn't stand up for me. So right. now, now the Book of Souls is in trouble because the Book of Souls needs a clean sweep. I think it needs to win the next two to win this battle. And I think it's, uh, it might have a chance here. Well, hang on a sec. Hang on. Let me do something. Oh, here goes Matt. Gonna well, change, let you change your answers. Changes, no. changes vote so he can. What else could you be doing? Okay. Well, we're not waiting for Matt, Kirsty. We're going no, to make him go first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> well, no, I definitely have a person I want to go first on this one, Kirsty. So, 
Number 10 from Dance of Death, we have Age of Innocence versus The Man of Sorrows from The Book of Souls. So, Kirsty, I'm, I'm interested to hear this one because I, I think I know which way you're going to go pretty easy, but then mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about The Man of Sorrows, so I'm not sure. Okay. I'll tell you how I feel about it. Oh, that's so two Dave Murray songs, so this is nice. Um, it's nice that a lot of the songs are kind of matched up in some way. Mm-hmm. Um. And a man of sorrows. It starts off with the lush, slow, bluesy Dave Murray solo, and it's one of my favourite examples of this. Um, Bruce sings a really nice slow melody, and when it kicks in a bit, it still sounds like a normal song. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when he sings, "I'll," we need to know the truth now. Now we need to know the truth now. So here's an example of a lyric that I don't like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm going to let that one go. Um, it's really dissonant. <laughs> jarring note comes in on the keyboard and I think it's amazing you know it's just something really different I like the chorus I like the way he emphasizes that man of sorrows Mm -hmm. and the instrumental is like nothing else this is like really nice calm guitar harmonies some really nice bluesy solos and then after the last chorus it's like they're all jamming um such an interesting composition and you know obviously the lyrics are a lot more poetic and open to interpretation and Age of Innocence, mm-hmm. which is um, obviously a, a song that I dislike because to me, Age of Innocence is like someone's taken a letter to the editor and put it to music. Um, so, yes, for me, The Man of Sorrows wins Book of Souls. Mm, okay. Matthew, how about you? I'm in struggle territory. Man of Sorrows is on the Accident of Birth album by Bruce Dickinson. I can never remember how this track goes on this album, though. Unless I've got to go and listen to it. I can't think of a melody, which is a bit sad. Um, that I, I've totally lost what this track is either like or about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Age of Innocence. Mm-hmm. It's like, There's parts of this that I kind of don't mind. I Take the subject matter away. The only part that I don't like in the Age of Innocence, it's not a rap, but it's got a rap feel to it where he's delivering one of the verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rest of it's kind of okay. But when I listen to Man of Sorrows, then it's like, oh, I do like this. I, for, for some reason, it just never sticks with me. I never, I don't know, it's just never up there in tracks I think about. But it is a really, really nice song. Uh, so I found this one a bit of a tough pick. Um I like the choruses and the solos in Man of Sorrows. So I'm going to go with that. It is a nice track, but for some reason it's just not memorable. It shouldn't be forgettable, but I wonder if it's just because there's two tracks with the same name and I'm not smart enough to keep both of them in mind. But, yep, Man of Sorrows. Hang on, yep. Yeah, I'm just checking what I've written. When I, ch- when I, when I changed to Man of Sorrows. All right. no, I didn't change. Oh, so you just changed it. To no, I, I really Yeah, don't. we know. We know. It's a really, really nice song. Like you were saying, some of those parts in there are just uh, kind of beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the Man of Sorrows. Uh, I don't really like the intro too long. It's, it's, to me, it's. I know that Iron Maiden is a band that has long <laughs> intros. Hey, Murray intro. Yeah, but this one is. Uh, like the first three sets of verses are just the same kind of long, real slow. And then when it kicks in, it doesn't really go anywhere. 
It's it's just a song that is I don't hate it. I I don't it's not my least favorite song on this album, but it's just not a favorite of mine. And then Age of Innocence, I do like. I think it's got a good driving beat. You know that da 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 da. I mean, I get it that it's a you know like an old man on the porch yelling at the clouds or a letter to the editor kind of thing as well, uh, lyrically. But I like a lot of those lyrics because I am an old person and I can agree with some of them. You know, so. You're like we're the exact same age. We're both old, Kirsty. <laughs> yeah, I, I I look at you. Well, we are some of us are older than others, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if, if, if 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 this one's gonna de- define me age wise, then I'm I'm definitely voting Age of Innocence on this one. So I'm in the minority for the first time on this album, I think. But, okay. But uh, I I took Matthew off the chopping block, so uh, so that right there means that this is a Dance of Death victory. What? Yeah. That's 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 uh. Six for Dance of Death. What are you currently. talking about? Oh, what? Wait a minute. Something's gone wrong. Yeah, Book of Souls only has uh, one, two, three, four votes, right? Mm. Did I do that? Pat, okay, let me let me go through here real quick. Let's go through here real quick. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if Attorney should fail, uh, Book of Souls, Rainmaker, Dance of Death. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Great Unknown. Yeah, so uh, track three, Book of Souls. So Book of Souls. Uh, Montsegur. Yeah, Dance. So that's two to two. Dance of Death. Yeah. yeah. Book of Souls, so three to three. Yeah. yeah. Death, Death or Glory. Right? Yeah, from Book of Souls. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I, I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote. Uh, I wrote Dance of Death on mine instead of writing Book of Souls for Age of Innocence. Sorry. Mm. Wishful thinking. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I see what we're doing here. Oh, cool. So yeah. wait a minute. So, job the administrator is at work. That's why. Yeah, see, this is why even though I'm writing everything down, Kersey has to. Like, it's literally five all right now. And Listen. It comes down to the last song. I've already, been, I've already been accused in our Patreon chat group of rigging one of the... Uh, 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 things so that peace of mind would lose. So, oh, do you mean that the one that we rigged? <laughs> Quite rightly, and rig it. It was just a, <laughs> if we would have left Quest for Fire in there, then you know it really would have messed things up. And you know, anyway, yeah. So yeah. we are tied at five. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for being the smart ones. Oh, and even Matthew's smarter than me now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I suppose he's paying attention and he's not just sitting looking at Twitter. Yeah, Matt. I wasn't on Twitter. So track 11, Journeyman from Dance of Death versus the longest song Iron Maiden has ever recorded, that we're aware of at least, Empire of the Clouds from the Book of Souls. So, uh, Matthew, how do you vote on this one? Mm, Remember, the fate of one of these albums is at hand. Uh, Yeah, I know, I know. All right, no games. I I struggle with both of these tracks for different reasons. The length of Empire, is that just being too grandiose? It, you know, it's an epic track in length and subject matter, and they're all over the place musically in a good way on this. Mm-hmm. 
Journeyman, very different track. Long time since they've done a, a pure ballad. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding myself, yeah, I'm, I'm liking Journeyman. But I kind of like Empire, but I've got to be in the mood for Empire. I don't mm-hmm. always have the time or the mind frame to listen to an 18-minute track. But when I do, all those little musical sections are so important, and they paint such a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked before about the little Morse code section. Yeah. And so I'm going to listen to it today, and I knew the Morse code was in there, but the way in which it's slowing down, mm-hmm. you know, I can just imagine this behemoth in the sky dying. And just lyrically and the delivery of it, it's really good. I don't think think you could really go journeyman a hundred percent on this and say yep it beats empire hands down i don't think that's the case i think empire empire uh, it's too good do you always have time for it no but overall it is such an impressive track mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go with that all right i know kirsty likes to decide things so, Kirsty, yeah. what, what do you think here? Are you going to decide it, or are you going to leave me to decide this? Well, it's it's like Matt says, two unusual closers. We've got Journeyman, because it's their only old acoustic song, and Empire of the Clouds, because it's the only one with a piano, and the 80-minute mm. thing was a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. So, like Matt, I don't always feel like Empire of the Clouds. You know, you get to the end of Book of Souls. If I'm driving somewhere and I haven't got 18 minutes left, sometimes I won't even get round to it. Let's just start playing another album. Um, I know they do a lot of songs that are up there in length. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot of the time I would rather listen to Journeyman just because it's kind of quicker and easier to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do listen to Empire, it's really impressive. You know, that story... The effects, like the Morse code and like Nico scraping the gong with a bow to get the crash sounds and so many cool musical ideas. Um, at the end of the day, I do think Empire of the Clouds is too long. But I also think it is the better song. So Book of Souls wins. Oh, wipe my brow there. I thought you were going to go journeyman. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I did. So, Steve, we don't even need to hear I what you said. building saying. tension. Uh, you don't have to hear what I said. I'll just tell how I'll just say how I vote, and then I won't explain anything. I this was a clean sweep. There's no way. I like the journeyman, but it, like you said, Matt, that bit with the Morse code where it's getting slower and slower. It's like almost like the ship's already going down, and the guys just like exactly. still going like, "Come on, somebody help!" Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a. It, I used. To, I, I remember. I remember. I felt a certain way about that song, and then I remember I sat down because I've said this to a lot of people. I said. There's a lyric video for it on YouTube with pictures of kind of some of the scene and showing the boat, the ship and all that. And with the lyrics on the screen and as you're reading the lyrics, hearing the music, setting the tone of what's being said in the lyrics, the story, how it's told with the music is like the music matters so much in the story. It it tells the story almost, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so good. It's so good. And I mean, I was like completely, when I saw that, it was like, I liked the song, but I was like, gosh, this is just an amazing, amazing song. So, yeah. It's not a, a, ma, a, ma, a masterpiece? 
Yeah, I would say, you know, Steve Harris called it a masterpiece. I think it really is. Yeah. Whether I think it's the best song or not, I still think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely a great song. Great song. I love it. I mean, whether and whether you call it a masterpiece or not, man, I love it. I love it. So, so that means, Kirsty, that the Book of Souls has edged out. Yes. Dance- six to five. And so- I voted for six Book of Souls songs and five Dance of Death songs. And so did you, Steve. Okay, how did Matt vote? You also went six to five. Matt, it's predictable because he um, hated Dance of Death until very recently. Yeah. Um, he's gone for eight Book of Soul songs versus three Dance of Death songs. Okay, okay. That's fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> that, that's progress. You know what that <laughs> is? It really is. It really is some progress. You took Rainmaker over Speed of Light, right? I did. Okay. Yeah, and that I could- was a hard one. It kind of was, but I, I'm kind of impressed with Rainmaker recently. But there is one thing we didn't talk about as far as these two albums. Uh, the album artwork. Oh, well, well. I don't think we need to, do we? I mean, if that, if that would have been the deciding vote, I think that, if, that we'd have the somebody, same result. If somebody wanted to pick the Dance of Death cover <laughs> over the Book of Souls one, good luck to them, but I'd be you surprised. Know, they might not have taken their meds that day in defense to them. No, I think, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, Abs, I texted him about this, and he actually said, "Yeah, I would absolutely take Dance of Death's album cover over Book of Souls." Yeah, he's a hundred. Is he serious? Are you joking? He's a hundred. He was a hundred percent. I couldn't believe it. Oh Do you really text him? I don't have his phone number. <laughs> Do you like the Book of Souls cover though? Oh yeah, I think it's it was very um, after, especially after the Final Frontier, kind of being weird. Mm-hmm. I like the Final Frontier, but it's just, it's definitely, I like the way Eddie is p- portrayed on the shirts from the tour more than I like the way he looks on the album. Like the cartoon things or? Yeah. Yeah. Like some of the cartoons. I mean, the one I. Or the other motive that's like the skull and crossbones thing that you get on a matter of life and death. Uh, little... I, I like that too. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. It's similar. I like like that a too. logo thing. But yeah, I liked Eddie just came. It was, it was Eddie without, you know, without big fangs in his teeth and just like, it was yeah. just a, a menacing looking Eddie. That I didn't of, like him looking like that. Yeah. And I just don't, it's just a weird thing. Like to me on the final frontier, the picture doesn't fit the music. Yeah. Yeah. So but, for some, yeah. I was say for some reason, I always picture the stance that Eddie's in the way he's holding his arms. Looks like he should be riding a bike. Like a motorbike or something. I don't know. Well, we won't be able to see that now. Maybe not. Um, But I I do like the Book of Souls video. I was like, oh, is this it? Yeah. It's just, but then I I come to appreciate the simplicity and just, I do like that black background uh, with him, you know, maybe coming out or whatever the shadow is that he's in or whatever. I I do like it. All right. I like it a lot. The next thing we're going to do here, the last thing we're going to do here is we're going to give our best 11 song album um, of these two albums. Now mm. I-, I did mine one at a time. No, I think, I think, yeah, I think we should Each give, go through the 11 at one at yeah, a time. Or? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. we should do it that way. I don't think it's, if, if you just go, well, my number one is this, my number, I think yeah. it's kind of long. It's, yeah. We'll forget where we're up to, but I, I actually made this list on my iPhone as well. And <laughs> I didn't realize it, but, What's the longest Iron Maiden album ever, Kirsty? The one you've just made. Probably. I'm um, <laughs> All Book of Souls. I'm not sure. I'm looking right now just to find out here because I want to see if I've if I've I'm guessing it. Let's see. 
Senjutsu is an hour and 22 minutes. The Book of Souls is an hour and 32 minutes. Mm. I don't ah. feel, okay, I don't feel so bad now. My album's not that long. Uh, an hour and 12 for A Matter of Life and Death, just for context here. And Dance of Death is an hour and eight minutes. And Brave New World, this is the last one I'll read. An hour and seven. So my album is shorter than one of these albums. <laughs> <laughs> So, and it's longer than all the rest of them, except for one. And that one being the Book of Souls. So, okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? You want me to go first? If you want. Okay. So, I named my album. At first, I was calling it uh, The Dance of Souls. But then, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like that. And I changed it to what I thought was a better title. I titled it. The Book of Death, which I thought And was... so did I. Ah, very good. <laughs> Matt, what was yours called? Our Souls. Our Souls? Of course it was. Yeah. So, Matt, your 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 uh, album title has lost. Did you just snort? No. Oh, God. There it goes. Matt. Yeah? Matt, are you there? What was your album called? Our Souls. Our Souls. Our Souls. And how did you, like, what made you think that was, like, how did you come up with that title? Anyway, uh, my first track <laughs> on that would have been Rain. Okay, you're going to go first? Sure, let's get me out of the way. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, I opened with Rainmaker. I do like this track a lot. Uh, then I went into Death or Glory for a straight-ahead rocker. Okay. The Great Unknown, because why not? Yeah. Book of Souls, tired of track. Book of Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, mix it up a little with some If Eternity Should Fail. Okay. Give the people what they want. Dance of Death. <laughs> uh, get some heavy stomping with some Montsegur. Some bombastic maiden with Passchendaele. Yeah. Gates of Tomorrow, because I'm starting to dig that track. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, Red and the Black. Wait a minute. Against- you voted against it. You picked it, right? I did. Okay. And I did it okay. consciously. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Like, yeah, that's cool. Got to mix it up. It can't just be all the favorites. Oh yeah, yeah. Because what's my favorite is not somebody else's, and what's somebody Absolutely, else's. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Red and the black because it's just musically so good. Had to go that and finish with some journeyman, not empire, because you might not have time for an eighteen-minute track. Mm. But finish with something nice and subtle. Journeyman. Okay. Okay. Our so, souls. I'm trying to check my 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 my. I got one. Two, three, four songs on mine, Kirsty, that he does not have on his. Any idea how many you have? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So do you want to go next, Kirsty, or do you want me to go next? Okay, I'll go next. Okay. Um, so my album opens with Speed of Light. Okay. Which, um, you know, mm. didn't win when I was doing it. So you see, I have understood the brief. Yeah. Okay, so open with Speed of Light, then If Eternity Should Fail. Oh, you reversed them. Maker. Hey, yeah. L- let me ask you, why did you reverse them there, since they're opposite on the album? I don't know. I just thought Speed of Light would be a good opener. Okay. Uh, I agree. Mixing, I never even thought We're mixing that. it up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just curious. I'm sorry. A, a lot of their albums start off with a short rock. I don't know. I quite like that. I know. Yeah, well, one of them's Father's Dreams. What was your, um, yeah. what was your okay. third song? Rainmaker. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Sorry. 
no worries and then no more lies so okay. i was able to have okay Raymaker and speed of light yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so Raymaker, no more lies montague the great unknown dance of death death or glory passiondale face in the sand and we close with the book of souls so I've actually picked five songs from Book of Souls and six from Dance of Death, which is the other way around than the album Battle. Five is it? What was your mix, uh, Matt? Uh, let me see. I had one, two, three, four, five. I had five tracks from Dance of Death and six from Book okay. of Souls. Okay, very good. Uh, my my uh, track listing here might sound similar. Or my the songs you hear might sound a little similar here, Kirsty. Okay. Uh, let's see. You see how many matches we have here. Uh, I opened the album with "If Eternity Should Fail." I thought, you know what? It's a great opener. The only thing I would change about the song is I would get rid of the the ending where the it's got that necropolis thing. part. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I second song I went into. Speed of Light. I went right with Speed of Light. I thought that's a great one-two punch. And continuing uh, one, I have a one-two-two punch here. I have Rainmaker third. And I, this this is a song I didn't really know where to put it, so I just kind of, it just ended up here. So my number four is a Face in the Sand. After a quick rocker in Rainmaker, we got a little bit longer one there. Into another longer song, The Great Unknown. And let's see, that'd be one, two, three, four, five. So that's my, uh, my side two is going to be actually longer than my side one. Because um, I wanted my um, side two to open, I think, with Dance of Death. I thought that'd be kind of a cool, remember you used to flip the tape and it would be just like, you know, always like a big track to be the opener for the side two as well. Um, yep. Going into a, another song with a long uh, intro, No More Lies, which also did not win in my battle. Neither did Rainmaker. Uh, so from No More Lies, which is kind of a long one, went into another hard rocker, uh, Montsegur, because I'm closing my album the same way that Steve Harris closed Senjutsu with three epics. I decided I had to list, put these in order to see. Um, because Montsegur's a rocker, I went with the next epic to be uh, The Book of Souls. You know, something that starts off with, it, it goes from a heavy thing to a lighter thing to start off, and it, it takes a while to get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second to the last song, Passiondale. I thought, why not, you know, go from that epic to another amazing epic? And I am the only person here that's closing my album with the proper, correct choosing of Closer, Empire of the Clouds, which makes my album come in at a whopping one hour and 29 minutes. Nice. Yeah, It's three minutes shorter than the Book of Souls. That'll make the people happy. Yeah, it'll save off that time. And then they don't have to listen to the first eight minutes of the Red and the Black, so... Neither do they have to do mm-hmm. that. So, Kirsty, the only song you had different than me. Uh, I had Death or Glory. Yeah, you had Death and Glory had and I had Empire of the Clouds. Yeah. So we had 10 matches. 
A 10 out of 11, I know. And let's see, my Incredible. mix is, yeah, I've got one, two, three, four. I've got five. We all had six uh, Dance of Deaths, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. It's funny because Book of Souls won <laughs> with more, it won yeah. six to five, and then, but Dance of Death uh, kind of won the overall album battle as far as as far as how many we used on each one. So, oh, hang on, I had six, six from what? Dance, six of Dance of Death. I thought I had it the other way around. No, uh, no, six Dance of Death and only yeah. five Book of Souls. Yeah, I thought that's incredible, isn't it? Oh, hang on, let me make a change. It, it is it, it is bizarre how it is bizarre how this came out though. Yes, like we like each that. each had six dance of death, but we that's that's really cool. So that's 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 one reason that from now on we're gonna do it this way. I think that's really a neat idea. So mm. so thank you, Josh, and thank you, Dan, for that cool idea to steal from. So and I guess with that said, we've we've uh, accomplished what we set out to accomplish here and is everybody satisfied with the outcomes? Yes, very much. So it's cool. Excellent. Well, with that, I will just bid everybody adieu and say cheers. Cheers. Bye.